0: The Russian podcast.
1: Lemme. And he said, well, the plumber's coming in the morning.
0: Today we're talking about Russian food.
1: So today we're going to be talking about Russian food and some of the Russian traditions that surround food. Uh, Since I lived in Russia for 19 years, I would like to start with my favorite recipe. Um, As some of you might know, Russians really like soups. You might not know that Russians have a summer soup, which is cold soup. And that's the only cold soup that I'm really familiar with. And what goes in it is um, chopped dill green onion, ham, cooked potatoes, eggs, cucumbers, and then...
0: Do you guys have a special name for cold soup over regular soup? No, no. just both called what?
1: Soup. So this particular dish is called akroshka,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you can refer to it as soup. This particular recipe is very interesting because you can use it to make a salad or you can make a soup out of it. And the only difference is the the final ingredient you can put sour cream in it as the salad dressing mm-hmm. or you can put fermented milk in it and that makes a soup mm. and in terms of I other i
0: argue in- both of those are incorrect
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so to go over the ingredients really quick you put uh ham egg cooked potatoes dill green onions uh, cucumbers and then you mix it all together you can uh, put some vinegar and then, to make it a soup, you just put fermented milk in it. Another That's not soup.
0: <laughs> it's a milk is like um, cereal?
1: Um, no, no, it's
0: not cereal. It's old cereal.
1: Old cereal? No, this is a soup. This is a s- Russian summer soup. And if you don't want to put fermented milk... So another way you can make the soup is <coughs> put in all of the ingredients that I mentioned. And then, instead of the fermented milk, you put... Uh, Kvas, which is basically like a non-alcoholic beer, that's made with um, bread that's being fermented, mm. and so that drink kvass is being poured over this mixture, and again makes a soup that's delicious oh, for listen, the summer.
0: I'm just imagining what it's gonna look like, and it, it just for our viewers at home, Coca-Cola with food inside of it. <laughs> yeah, that's what totally. it turns
2: into.
1: Abraham called it. The drinkable bread?
2: The drinkable bread. <laughs> the drinkable. They drink their bread. I've never heard that. We
1: love... It's love, like eating love our alcohol, bread.
2: it's like, but on a whole nother level. They might bread. also do that. I love bread, man.
1: Um, but in general, mm-hmm. I think that Russians really like salty dishes, mm-hmm. really love sour cream. We pretty much we're talking about everything. Svetlana. Smetana, Smetana.
2: Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, That's uh, from just like <clears throat> seeing some of the recipes.
1: Another way to do a kroshka is to take this mixture. You put kvass, which is like a bread fermented milk, but you still put a scoop of sour cream. Mm. So oh. it's still, <laughs> oh, my life. it still looks creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's a picture
0: before the sour cream's been mixed in.
1: Uh, yeah, before the sour cream has been mixed we in, so it does look like Coca-Cola with with
2: uh, the, yeah, lemon uh, How many grams of sugar does it have?
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, just like approximately like Coca-Cola or <clears throat> something, really. right?
2: I don't wow. know.
0: I um, it, it almost looks like you've taken the noodles out of the like the cup of noodles mm-hmm. and just boiled it in water. <laughs> or Coca-Cola, you just boil it in Coca-Cola.
1: <laughs> but to give you an idea of how kvass is made, you basically take some warm water, sugar, uh, dry yeast, um, and then chopped toasted bread. <laughs> we made it, when I lived in Russia, we just put like a giant bucket, mm-hmm. and we took rye bread, and we, old rye bread, or toasted rye bread, and we just put it in water with some of the other ingredients, and we would just wait for it to get ready, and then we just drink does with the cups out of the bucket. Does, delicious.
0: Does it get the same dark, dark color you get from the store-bought ones?
1: Yeah. So depending on the color of the bread, the color mm. would change. So okay. that's why we used, I think, darker bread to give it that color. Recipes in Russia call for sour cream, uh, especially all of the salads, all of the soups, and one of my favorite desserts in childhood was taking sour cream, mixing it with cocoa powder and sugar, and that was um, dessert that I really liked. Ryan
2: doesn't like this. Just trying to imagine it, no, they just not, not working. working. They really like sour cream. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. Because I mean, yeah, it, it is delicious, it's really good. At times. <clears throat> yeah.
1: When we were in Moscow, we went to a restaurant that offered sour cream by uh, glass, and so Ryan made fun of it, And then after my brother and I and my friend looked over the menu and ordered our salads and soups and dumplings and whatnot, we were thinking, well, we will need a glass of sour cream because we will need a lot of it to put on all of our dishes. So we ordered a glass of sour cream and uh, it looked like a milkshake. Mm -hmm. I don't think any American would ever guess that there can be so much sour cream. So much
0: need for sour cream. Yep. Yep.
1: All right, so we're going to do some tasting. Fish, especially salted fish and marinated fish are staples. Canned fish,
0: steamed fish, dried fish, <laughs> jerk fish.
1: <laughs> uh, super caviar salted Caviar jerky. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: those are all real things that Russians eat all the time. So As a daily snack. Mm, as a daily snack, yeah. So here we have some marinated fish. Uh,
0: Not how I would call them.
1: No, a smoked fish. We have smoked sardines in oil. Yeah. And we have... Other smoked th- sprats in sprints. oil so we're gonna try that in the segment that we call the taste of Russia and I'm gonna let Abraham uh, yeah, yeah. do the honor of taking the first bite okay. do you want yeah, which one are you
2: going for mm, the golden one
1: the golden one okay, okay so he's trying sardines. sardines smoked sardines
0: we have a toasted and a non-toasted bread as well mm-hmm. you have to have bread
1: Man,
2: this is hard in all oh, there
0: you go. Okay. Okay. life is hard in russia you gotta you gotta really work to get your food out of the can
2: seriously you oh, can yeah. jar a lot of things too <laughs> yeah they <laughs> do jar. they do well
1: because you gotta we get, have harsh winters you gotta so get through the winter yeah bro. it totally makes sense <laughs> we have to prep a lot of food to get through the winter
2: so you, people do this during the summer spring and summer or no Yeah, well, summer
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. summer, some spring while
0: i was there yeah they were they were starting to pick a lot of their fruits and <laughs> vegetables
1: mm-hmm uh-huh. thank you
0: Oh you, oh, you made me one. How nice Which one do you want? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> can we describe what we're looking at here? Because this is like... I'll do it with the untoasted one. There's like a full on... Skin.
1: Yeah, skin and bones are all so in you, there. Oh, the
0: bones in there. They didn't take the bones out.
1: Nope. I the bones? Wait, I have to watch was. out for bones? No. You can eat bones. Okay. They're soft after the process that they went through.
2: Hmm. Years How long in. would it take to get there? In this process? I
1: don't know. Cheers.
2: I've oh, oh. been touching all. oh boy. Mmm, so good. It's like a healthy snack.
1: I don't know about healthy, but no, it's exactly delicious. definitely not healthy.
0: <laughs> the bread? Sodium. The oil? Oil, sodium, fat.
1: Mm-hmm. So what do you think?
0: That's delicious. I love it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Really? Really, really good. I don't know if it's the bread, or just... Yeah, it's not the bread. I've had the bread plenty
2: of times. It's the fish. Well this is regular bread? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, pretty much, yeah. Okay, I thought it was Russian bread. No. But if it's regular bread, then yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's best fucking sardine.
1: (laughs) So those sardines are hand-picked.
0: I don't know what that means. Does that mean from the sea, or from a bag, or (laughs) after they're dead? (laughs)
1: I don't know. It just has a picture of a little hand picking <laughs> a fish. Okay. But it doesn't say from where the fish is being picked. Okay. So I'm not sure.
2: It's GMO free. It says <sighs> on the bottom.
1: Uh actually, I think Russia outlawed all of the GMO. Mm,
2: right, so
1: Yep. There are a lot of things That's, that are outlawed in Russia that totally allowed here.
0: You That's, know, it's not too fishy which normally sardines are and it's 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 got almost like a buttery Mm-hmm. Slash, chicken texture to it. Chicken
1: you know? texture,
2: okay.
0: Like you can feel like strands of meat
2: by just squeezing
0: into it. It's like a, it's like a good tuna, really. Uh, yeah. The bones okay. are yeah. Very soft. You can, mm-hmm. I can barely tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All right, we're gonna go for sprats next. Is
0: this mm-hmm. the sprats? That's a sprat. That is massive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is like two, it's almost the same colored fish.
1: Yeah, they're very similar.
0: This one's almost even more gold than the last one.
1: Mm-hmm. They should have called gold sprats.
0: <laughs> cheers oh, are you going tail first
1: i'm going tail first
0: yeah i'm, I'm gonna go for the the it's bin body now what kind of fish oh sardines right this is sprats. Whatever
2: whatever hell that is yeah what are what are they what are these i don't know are they like they're obviously tiny fish maybe they get them from the arctic in really cool areas mm I could survive <laughs> in Russia off of this. <laughs> <laughs> stranded, yeah, yeah, I'd be just fucking fine with it. Would
0: you be okay with this being your breakfast one morning?
2: Yeah. Although, well are there pitas? <laughs> no. <laughs> no pita in Russia? Um, probably find some. <laughs> no hummus. Um, hummus. I've
1: never looked for pitas. Russia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because it is not close to the Middle East, but it has some influences from like east, from the east too. Mm-hmm. Like Russian dumplings. I didn't know you guys had dumplings.
1: Oh yeah, pita mania. into dumplings. We have. A wide variety of dishes that include bread and meat in some combination or another. It's like bread and meat boiled, bread and meat baked, bread and meat fried. And the list goes on and on and on. So they're pretty much all the same dishes but cooked in a different way. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) So Ryan, what kind of food did you like when you were in Russia? What kind of food did you experience?
0: The homemade food I'd say was probably the best. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and the fact that a lot of it was freshly picked at your friend's house uh-huh. was and your, and your parents house was just extraordinary
2: <laughs> uh and i'll be like out here people going to like the force and picking like Mushrooms. mushrooms yeah and like a bunch of other things like they have been
0: potatoes onions raspberries strawberries it, it, it's not apples. commercial not commercialized <laughs> like the
2: west you know there's still they're like still by, I
0: mean they're still they're still grocery shopping right yeah. i mean they're not completely sustained by their their farm but with every meal there's at least 2 to 3 ingredients that was either you no know, i mean 2 to 3 ingredients that was picked fresh mm-hmm. and probably another 3 that was picked last year that has either been turned into seasoning or
1: marinated marinated
0: Sology. yeah so it's so what, while the land's not freezing is very fertile land uh, I think so yeah I mean it takes a lot of work they had a whole pile of manure so it's yeah it's not cheap to farm yeah. there as, as well it's, yeah you're you're spending money and time but
2: you're getting produce up the wazoo that was a healthy that's that that's definitely healthier than it is out here yeah you're
1: talking about mushrooms picking mushrooms in a forest my um a friend of mine who's american he lives in russia right now and his kid is going to school and it's you know first grade and they basically are asking them questions and one of the quizzes is to pick which one of the mushrooms is poisonous and which one is not and he was so surprised to see that, and I remember that, yeah, that was absolutely a part of our education, is picking the right mushrooms from pictures, because everyone goes to the forest to pick mushrooms around the fall. And so that's an essential knowledge to have, essential skill to have. And a lot of people do get poisoned by mushrooms, because a lot of the poisonous mushrooms look exactly like non-poisonous mushrooms. So mm. they teach that in, in school really that early on.
2: Yeah.
0: A boy scout. And I don't even know what mushrooms are dangerous. And I would say none of the Boy Scouts in my troop
2: knew what mushrooms were. Because dangerous. you guys never ate mushrooms. There's there any mushrooms yeah, no any mushrooms in the forest. <laughs> that's why I'm really asking for <laughs> trouble here.
1: I don't know a single person in America who goes to the forest to pick mushrooms, but that's what every single person I does. I, I
2: knew this lady, but oh. she liked the special mushrooms, not the oh, not okay. the everyday. Mm-hmm like she wanted to get high we're not eating it for for yeah marinara sauce most people that know the difference between non-poison not most but
0: yeah there are a few that look similar
2: i saw one that looks
0: super similar they're just slightly Mm different differential in size that one psychedelic and one is actually like 25 minutes poisonous
1: yeah i loved picking mushrooms it is a lot of fun to go around the forest and you know, find little mushrooms hiding under... Yeah. Oh my
2: god, that, that's an aspect that I totally didn't know. The lady was saying how usually if you just walk over, you won't see the mushroom, yeah. you know? It, it, they're kind of like these little domes. Yeah. And you kind of have to, it's like, it's almost like finding Pokemon.
1: Oh, yeah, here we go, that's uh... <laughs>
2: that you can eat. That so you can get
0: real hot. <laughs> Shit, that's how they came with Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Oh my
1: god. So you would go to the forest in the fall and your family would be out there you know trying to pick mushrooms and the entire forest was full of people picking mushrooms so it was something that every single maybe not every single person but a lot of people in a fall would participate in it's free food you go to the forest and it's free food you don't Uh, have to pay for it that's a Russian way to think about it yeah yeah free food go and pick some mushrooms
2: Americans our free food though is usually not as healthy as that
0: no I mean you know no we're getting like one dollar tacos from going to a baseball game yeah or like
1: one dollar tacos like a baseball game
0: you, know, you get like a voucher so like you go to taco ball uh, you get a dollar taco uh, yeah i was
1: gonna say they're usually like yeah, nine our, dollars
2: a hot dog m- m- most of the food you get here for free is really unhealthy yeah it's kind of sad because we would never think about it that way like
1: oh, okay
2: natural like something stuff they little things that you can grow
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's like you can add that to your diet and it's like mm-hmm. oh
0: Mm-hmm. get one large pizza, get a second medium for free. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Come on. You get. You, how many times is it like, buy one spaghetti squash,
2: get a pumpkin for free?
1: I've never seen that. <laughs> okay. Literally never seen that.
2: It's because of the harsh winter, too. You guys have really harsh winters.
1: We do. We do. Yeah, and we. I would say one of the most terrible things about my childhood and the part that I actually appreciate now is that even if you had time off from school during the summer, you would slave away at the farm entire summer because you were growing and picking everything and then processing everything to make jams, you know, giant jars of ma- marinated vegetables, basically preparing everything to get you through the winter. And we really, really, really relied on that. It wasn't like, oh, if it doesn't work out, it's fine. If it doesn't work out, we're going to starve. <laughs>
2: no.
1: Uh, so we... Just, got
2: real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, starve. I just fucked up that whole bottle of sardines. Like... I'm, that was our entire November. Yeah. That's
1: it. That's it. Abraham. <laughs>
2: what?
1: Ryan, I'm gonna starve now because you I'm ate I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> Oopsie. Um... Well, oh, one question. What do the people in the city do? Do they buy this off retail, other retail stores? or just like little farmer Mm -hmm. fairs and stuff like that?
1: So there are now a lot more stores than when I used to live there, and I lived there till 2007. And we started having more and more bigger chains, where Mm -hmm. it's a supermarket, you walk in, you have all kind of products, even products that are out of season. and you have exotic produce as well, like mangoes, although they're small and green because I don't think people know how they're supposed to look like. Yeah, they don't. Um, but very, very popular to this day, and this is where a lot of people still choose to shop, are just vendors that are just standing there on the street and they might be selling just one or two things. So they bring watermelons, for instance. Another shop might be specializing in just strawberries. And um, I saw one
0: place I had a pineapple and the greenery on top of the pineapple was larger than the actual pineapple. (laughs) (gasps) Oh,
1: no. Pineapples probably won't grow very well in Russia.
0: So you can only, like, how much of that is just core? What are you even
2: doing with that? You're just gnawing on it like a corn? And mangoes are small and green?
1: Yeah, that's the ones that I've seen, at least.
2: Do do you let them raw, though, get old?
1: I don't know. I've never tried any kind of exotic fruits in Russia, because why would I? Mm -hmm. And... The supermarkets that I'm talking about, they also have meat, they also have all kind of, you know, fancier stuff. But my parents to day, they, they shop from the vendors that they know. And they've been shopping with them for a really long time. They know exactly which farm it comes from. They know exactly what village it comes from in terms of meat or milk, whatever they're buying. And I think this concept of local farming, sustainable farming however you want to call it, this is a trend that is starting in the United States. This is basically a way of living in Russia, and they're slowly going away from it, uh, turning to, like, bigger supermarkets. So I think that Russia of now is where America is heading in terms of small farms, local farms, you know, farm-to-table concept. And a lot of the food that we ate They get from friends or relatives that live in villages, that live Mm. somewhere where they actually raise their own chickens, animals. They make their own sour cream, they make their own honey. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is not only they know where it came from, but they know exactly who made it.
2: Wow, that would be like one of us knowing through your parents. Or some or one of my cousins who lives out I don't have any cousins who live in the Midwest. <laughs> I'm Mexican. It's <laughs>
1: like so if all of the meat that we got it's uh, Ryan's dad who like raised the cow and yeah. killed the cow and then he, he
2: would be like our meat connection you know how would... we have weed connections and connections here <laughs> he'd be like our meat connection where's my sausages at wow I you would they're gonna be I, the would, re- it, it, I would really love you that that not only so all I am to do is just the meat keep the relationships meat dealer, alive yeah. <laughs> <To> Texan, <laughs> meat a Texan meat dealer <laughs>
1: you know that's exactly how it is there they have like a sausage guy they have a milk guy no no they, they totally, have a
0: strawberry woman no I live in the Texas so you can totally have friends who are like yeah if you go to him at the right time of the year he's gonna have venison he's gonna
2: have that sounds kind of kinda cool and it sucks that it's dying though because imagine if we had that here in america like i have a strawberry guy
1: mm-hmm. you know yeah.
2: or stuff like that mm-hmm. you know definitely more social way of interacting mm-hmm. yeah about food i mean we have rest everyone has restaurants right here we just go to supermarket and buy like you know
1: the a bulk food. of something yeah yeah uh i think ryan it was very funny because when we were in the village where my uh, father is from They had chicken, and Ryan tried the piece of chicken and said, I really want this recipe because this is so delicious. Mm. And I was like, I'll tell you the recipe. It was boiled in water, and that's really all they did with this chicken. (laughs) And they literally, the only thing that was in that water was like salt, I think onion, and maybe carrot. And the reason chicken was so good is because the chickens that, it was their chicken that raised, that they grew on their farm, And from what we've seen when we were there, the chickens are free to go. There was one chicken who, like, just came out of the forest because she went to the forest to, like, eat some shit, I don't know. But they're free to run around. They're free to walk around and eat grass, go somewhere, interact with other chickens. So they have, like, a good life. And I think their ability to go and almost, like, find their own food in addition to what they're being fed really contributes to how they taste once they are killed.
2: Felix and I were mm-hmm. thinking of Probably getting our to own me. chickens. This guy up in Big Bear. In your house? <clears throat> no, not right now, but <laughs> maybe in the future. This guy we were up in Big Bear, one of the the Boba owner? You no, know, the boba drink uh like establishment oh, guy. He's okay. yeah. a nerd like Felix and his mm-hmm. wife is Chinese. And um we they invited us for like a Chinese New Something year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something to do with a dragon, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <Am> the- I- <laughs> new year? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it, the, and the food was great because the mom's um, parents live with them, mm-hmm. so they do like, they cook natural Chinese food, mm-hmm. and they grow, the, this, the grandparents have, they grow their own stuff, but they also have their own chickens, mm-hmm. and we, we tried the chicken, it's very small. Yeah. It's smaller. Compared to the you know yes. the the one injected with steroids yeah. and stuff well, like yeah, but it was really good. It was really good. Yeah,
1: I would never put a boiled chicken in my mouth in America because I just it doesn't have enough flavor. It doesn't mm. just doesn't taste good. It's
2: Russia's obesity rate it's not as high as America. It's pretty
0: right. high, man. Like when I landed, honestly, I felt like I was in Texas. There were people in blue jeans. It was a combination of it's
2: like Putin's Russia.
0: Yeah, like I'm almost overweight and I am overweight balding they are all the same sort of genetic problems that we have in america i look like
2: i mean it is a european country but it does sound like a really fat, fat fatty foods because you guys winter i mean look at that like right here in america we in the winter yeah we don't have as long as winters as russia but yeah during the winter time we eat like shit and there's no escaping it. Like, you just have to, I've learned to accept it, and I'm doing it right now.
1: <laughs> in Los Angeles, it is 80 degrees outside, but we're treating it like winter.
2: I'm eating fucking bread. <laughs> bread, uh, like, where's my pizza soup? I want that oh, now. Yeah. I want that now. I, I want that now. <laughs> After having those sardines, I'm like, fuck yeah, I would do. But that's Georgian, right? That's yeah. Georgia,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. Russians are pretty active, however.
0: They have a lot of, m- of movement in their life. Yeah, because walking. they
1: work in the garden, if, yeah, you, if they do have a garden. Go,
0: otherwise, they're walking to the metro. They're walking up and down a lot of stairs. Mm-hmm. There's not really any elevators.
1: Yeah, know, every time we go and visit our aunts or uncles, it would be like, okay, we'll live on the sixth floor. Let's go. So <laughs> <laughs> there's no elevator, so we just have to oh walk God, up. I,
2: look, I see a little bit of the bone. I'm no. sorry. I'm still no. on your phone.
1: <laughs> Abraham is eating again. Again.
2: The friends are, <laughs> are good. <laughs> I kind of want to visit Russia no. Oh, man, no, they pamper you with food. Yeah. It's absurd, the food they have there. I would love it. And I bet you they'd oh. love it, especially once I told them I'm not American, I'm Mexican. <laughs> I'm the people you guys vilified to get. No, no, they,
0: they love Trump.
2: Oh,
1: Trump yeah. Pride. I would
0: love for you to be American.
1: Adrian <laughs> also got a chance to try meat that is not popular necessarily in the whole Russia, but only popular in a specific region that we visited, which was horse meat.
2: That seems kind of cruel,
1: but... It's just a part of culture, so yeah. Tatar culture always ate horses. And because of that, in Tatarstan and that specific region, you go to a restaurant or even like a small shop that mm-hmm. sells dumplings, and there would be an option for you to choose from either beef or horse. You could eat a horse. So, uh, got to... We bought him... um a Dried yeah. horse sausage. So that means that it wasn't even cooked, it was just dried.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, aged aged horse mm-hmm. how was that
0: it instantly smelled like a barnyard <gasps> um
2: oh my god that makes me so sad
0: <laughs> when i put it into my mouth it it was like um prosciutto in the way that it kind of was soft
2: yeah
0: but man it was terrible it was one of the worst things i've eaten and probably one of the worst things i've
2: did you feel guilty afterwards because you tried it? I would
0: I felt guilty that. because it, if it was good, I would have been like, well, this is justified. Yeah, exactly. Me too. But because it didn't taste good, I was like, well, this just that poor horse, why didn't even die. It mm-hmm. was so much better running around than it was on my plate.
2: But it, and this is only popular in Tatarson, right? Yeah. Hmm. So it's only
1: certain cultures Hmm. I guess right. Russia has a lot of different ethnicities Has it and influenced...
2: Oh, sorry. Has it influenced, like, the rest of Russia? Is no. it like a delicacy? Like, do Russians go buy horse meat?
0: or something? I don't think so. I think but I think Russians would know that it was a delicacy in Tardiston. Hmm.
1: But I don't think Russians really eat that.
0: Yeah, I don't think they would, I don't think they would um, do hmm. it themselves.
1: Yeah. Talking about delicacy. One of the things that Ryan specifically requested my parents not to cook and they were planning to cook, is a very, very special dish that is a part of a holiday table or maybe a part of a special celebration whenever a guest is visiting because it takes really long to cook it. Uh And it's called holidayets and you can translate it as a meat jelly. So the way it looks is basically a jelly with some veggies and pulled meat in it and you cut it in cubes and then you put uh cube on your plate and it you know shakes a little bit like a jelly and then you eat it with a fork i saw that one and the way you cook it you take pork feet or cow's feet and then you boil them for three hours and you add some veggies after three hours you take the bones out and throw them away and then you put it in a dish with meat on the bottom and you freeze it uh, basically overnight and it turns into jello and then once that's ready the next morning you can cut it in cubes and that's how you s- usually serve
2: is that popular only in, during the summer
1: no it's popular oh, always yeah, no. but because it takes quite a bit of time to prepare it and you have to do it overnight and it usually is only prepared for you know special and occasions it's popular so holidays, right? that's popular nationwide wow and after i showed it to ryan he said that he will never put that in his mouth
2: Uh-oh. I mean, I saw a picture of it, too, and it looked pretty weird. But I
1: would try it. You would try it? I would try it.
0: What I really think it breaks boils down to or becomes is refrigerated soup. It is. That's really all it is. Like It's refrigerated soup, but the problem is, like, I've refrigerated soup, (laughs) and it does get a little coagulated like that stuff does, but only a little bit. Yeah. And to imagine how much oil it is to get all of it, can't even I can't even imagine
2: what that would have to become. I mean that would not even describe it that way, that would still sound kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit grossed out right now. <laughs> but wow. I just it's it's another cold uh another cold the, dish yeah, another so have, cold dish. The winter. When she Winter is here, bitch <laughs> When
0: when you hear the frame Russian salad, it's not really like a bunch of iceberg lettuce in you That's know That's what I thought too, dressing. yeah. No, it's Fish, I have never
1: seen iceberg lettuce until I moved to America.
0: Corn, some sort of white liquid, whether it be milk or sour cream, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, but all of our salads basically require about two hours of chopping. <laughs> yes. it, it has like 10 ingredients that you have to cook first all and peel. All
0: the exact same size, every <laughs> and single one of them.
1: Yes, so for instance, Olivier is a very popular salad, especially for New Year's, and it has boiled potatoes that are cubed. Mm-hmm eggs that are cubed, pickles or fresh cucumbers that are cubed and then it usually has bologna cubed and some people add corn some people have different variations usually it includes cooked carrots as well that are cubed and some people do ham um chopping them in cubes is
2: that required like that's required. What everyone does like you said mm-hmm.
1: yeah. uh, you add some peas and then either pickle or fresh cucumber And then you mix it all together with either sour cream or mayonnaise. Pretty much every single salad requires mayonnaise or sour cream.
0: Do you cube the sour cream?
1: (laughs) You do not cube the sour cream. But when we were there, my mom asked me to chop the onion. And she was like, no, that is not how I want my onion to be chopped. So they're very particular about the size and the shape. Do
2: they have a cube thing? They don't have a (laughs) cube
1: thing. You just all do it by hand with very, very dull 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 knives.
2: What the f... (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, we Why are you guys so making your life line. complicated? It's already cold outside.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> think I Russians like to suffer.
0: I used that knife one time and I'm like, how? what would be the point of this? Why didn't she get new knives or have someone come in and sharpen these? Cause these are...
1: <laughs> and she said, I asked your father to do that. But he says, I will cut myself. So you need to have <laughs> dull <double laughs> knives.
0: Those would be blunt
1: force trauma when it runs into you. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is meat in general because until i moved to the united states i had no idea that there are cuts like filet or ribeye or new york strip i had no idea that that even exists because we didn't really eat steaks and i thought that was because maybe that was not just a part of the culture or we didn't want to waste all of that meat on just one meal rather than like separating making a soup out of it or a stew out of it But turns out, and there is a really good piece on NPR about this, Russians don't really have steak cows, we have milk cows. Mm -hmm. And milk cows have really, really tough meat. So in order to prepare it and to make it digestible and chewable, you have to cook it for a really long time. That means that you have to put it in a stew or soup where it cooks for a long time. And with steaks, you have to have a pretty tender meat in order to eat it. So what Russians are doing and have been doing for the last five years They've been bringing bulls, cows, cowboys, bull semen, all from mostly Fort Worth, Texas, to start the industry. And they've been buying a lot of land and then training local Russians to be cowboys. And the people who are training them are American actual cowboys. And so this tradition is starting to grow in a lot more cities, or rather a lot more places are starting their own Texas-like competitions where you like rodeos. rodeos, And you see Russian guys walk around in like cowboy hats and looking like Texans because they have Texas guys traveling there to train uh, local people. So now that culture of steak eating, I think, is growing and becoming more popular. But it wasn't the case when I lived there. We mm-hmm. did not have steaks. Uh, but I, I think it's really funny that Texans are, you know, traveling to Russia to train Russians yeah. on how to be cowboys.
2: M- Mueller should investigate this, too. I feel like. <laughs> I don't trust it. What's mm-hmm. going on? <laughs> are the cowboys selling America out? I think they are. I think they're Trump-sponsored rodeo. <gasps> yes! Oh. I knew it.
0: I knew it. I knew it. He sneaks into the back uh, when everyone's getting ready to look at
2: men in tight jeans. Russian in tight jeans. Oh, my God. it's crazy. But that's crazy how you, you said the soup. There's a reason why... It, your meats are like that. Is because dairy cows' meat is really harsh.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not raised for meat specifically. I they're think they're raised dairy. to um, get as much as you can from them, which is dairy. Dairy, and then by the time you kill them, they're probably older.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, when you get a when you kill a cow for meat, you kill it right before it's at its peak age, with peak uh, when it's, it's as fattest. Yeah, and that is not. It's not necessarily young, it's two and a half years, but you're not keeping it for 12, 10, yeah. 8, however long a cow might live if mm-hmm. you keep it boxed up, or if you let it roam around a little bit, it might yeah. break a leg.
1: Yeah, same happens long. with chickens. Like they, they keep special chickens that are specifically for eggs, and they keep them around for a long time. But they let and, them roam,
2: right, and everything.
1: Yeah, but when it comes to chickens that they specifically want to eat, they don't let them live for that long, because... The longer the chicken is around, the tougher the meat is. And we experienced that because we killed once a chicken that was specifically an egg laying chicken. And we made soup out of her. And yeah, the meat was really tough. One of the biggest nightmares of my childhood was Colorado bug. And it's a stripy bug. It literally is, has black and white stripes on, on, the, on the back. And we had to pick it from potatoes, I mean, every summer. So, the potato leaves and the potato flowers, they attract the Colorado bug, and I think were brought to Russia together with potatoes because I think they're From eggs. Colorado. yep, they originate in Colorado, and that's why they're called the Colorado bug. And
0: <laughs> clean off your potatoes before you pass them off Colorado. <laughs> mm.
1: And Colorado actually has a statue of the Colorado bug which i can't believe Wait, it
2: they, they have memorialized oh, God. that must have been traumatizing for you after having your childhood picking up that fucking exactly. bug and then you see a statue of it i'd yeah. be pissed
1: so we would have to wow. pick the bug we would have to put it like in a bag or in a bucket and we also would pick little so before it becomes a bug it is sort of like a caterpillar much smaller than a caterpillar but it's bright orange with black dots and they also pee not pee whatever they do like orange liquid on your hands so after picking it your entire hand would be covered by their liquid so the
0: deterrent for predators
1: uh yeah yeah exactly and i was surprised because i thought okay this bug came from america i didn't know exactly where it came from because i didn't know colorado state is a thing yeah. when i live there wow, how do you say it in russian zhuk.
2: Mm. Sounds very offensive. Yeah. And
1: they're a huge threat because most Russians, at least when I live there, and when you work on your personal farm, which is, you know, just to feed your family, Mm -hmm. we don't use any kind of pesticides. So we have to manually go there and pick every single bug from our crops. And this is a huge threat because if you don't pick them, they will eat all of the leaves. And then you will be without potatoes. And this is what we eat in the winter. We would have giant buckets of potatoes that we would gather for the winter and then we would have to rotate them, pick the eyes out you know, because if the potato starts growing, it basically kills the actual potato because it gets all of the nutrients so this bug basically had an ability to kill a family in a way
2: mm-hmm.
1: so when I came to America I knew that this bug was from America and so was I this asked a recent him, introduction of it? no
2: this go way back way way back
1: way way back i feel like as long as potatoes were around this bug was around mm. but i asked americans about this bug because i was like this bug is from america you know this bug and no one knew about it and i was so surprised because it was such a staple of my life mm. just all my childhood i was picking those bugs off potatoes yeah. a lot of
0: potato bugs mm-hmm. <laughs> you should go pick up that memorial and put it in the bag I,
2: yeah <laughs> yeah, did you take a picture? Of them? I would have taken a picture
1: of the memorial. No, I haven't seen it, I just saw it on the internet.
2: On the internet? We drove yeah. through Colorado, how did you not? Yeah, didn't you guys? We could have detoured
0: to see this bug. He would have told me how... It's
1: part of your
2: childhood.
0: Yes, yeah, it would have been like seeing... <laughs> have, like for me, it would have been like running into Barney. <laughs> or Big Bird.
1: So when we lived in Virginia, our friend's parents came over to visit, and they were both Russian, and so they wanted to throw us a dinner where they introduced us to Russian food, to Russian drinking, And this was Ryan's first introduction to Russian way of eating and drinking. And I told him not to try to keep up with her father when it comes to drinking shots. Because people in Russia, uh, the way they drink, they're not necessarily sitting around and sipping and letting other people drink at their own pace. A lot of it is, all right, let's drink. Okay, let's drink for love. And so you're constantly taking shots and if someone calls out a case or a cause to drink for, like health, love, you are a rival.
2: My God, you... you could drink to that all day. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, and you drink can't and not drink because otherwise people get offended. Yeah. And so Ryan tried to keep up.
2: The real problem,
0: Abraham, is that they give you two different drinks, right? They give you they give you a glass. That should be water, but instead it's filled with beer, Mm
1: -hmm. wine,
0: something, some alcoholic beverage. And then you have a shot glass. It's really like three shot glass size. It's like a small whiskey cup that they then pour in vodka whenever they feel like it. And you're drinking beer, you know, in front of everybody and then just shots just shots all the time.
1: Yeah, and you have to complete it. So you you can't just take a sip and put it down.
0: And they're particular about what you do with the shot, like... You have to take the shot and then eat this pickle, or you have to take the shot and then eat this this crepe, or mm-hmm. they have like.
1: You usually smell bread after taking a shot, or eat a pickle,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, in older traditions, and you would see that in some Russian movies as an example. People mm-hmm. drink a shot and then smell their armpit, and the reason I think this tradition started, as far as eating something or smelling something, is because alcohol quality was so terrible that in order to get over the taste or maybe the burning in your throat you needed to eat something or smell something even if it's your own armpit which i'm gonna tell you i rode a lot of russian buses in peak hours russian armpits do not smell good
0: they're very tasty they
1: don't smell good is deodorant Uh. not popular um it's
0: basically like smelling an onion
1: (laughs) (laughs) not that deodorant is not popular but a lot of families um, don't have washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. So my family didn't have a washer till just a couple of years ago. So I grew up in a household that didn't have a washer. So washing your shirt every single day after you come back from work is not really a thing. A lot of times people just put it out outside so the, the wind blows on it. But think about it. If you wore that shirt every single day, especially in the summer if it's hot, yeah, it's gonna start smelling even if you wear deodorant. And another thing, in the summertime, it's the only time when you can uh, get to the pipes where water is running and to fix them if there is a problem. In the winter time, you can't really do that because, well, it's frozen. And so almost every single summer of my childhood, there was no hot water. They turned it off, and they don't tell you when. There was one time I went to take a shower and the water turned cold, and I thought, okay, I'll wait and see when it's going to turn hot. And it turned hot three months later. And there was no warning I was still you know soaping my head and then I had to finish that shower in completely ice-cold water but a lot of times they turn didn't, off didn't shower for three months I, I, I did take showers but we basically had to boil water then put it in you know a little dish and I would have to use that dish to like clean myself but I haven't had a true bath or shower for three months and that was the case every single summer we didn't have a water and I would argue that summer is the time that you need to take showers. really
0: is, really is.
1: It really is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Russian armpits is not a good smell.
0: You can regulate temperature a lot easier in Russia when it's negative 4 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. Like, crack the window a little bit. Oh, it's about to be 70. Don't mm-hmm. worry, everybody.
1: <laughs> One thing that Ryan got to try when Yulia's parents were in town is a dish with liver, beets, and mayonnaise. And bread. And bread. How was that?
0: It was disgusting like it's like everything it's it's overtly flavorful in all the ways that my palate has not been trained for like radish and beets
2: it's so pungent that's um yeah i i wouldn't be down for that i don't think i would and i don't like liver at all i don't like uh, how's the liver cooked is it boiled it's just boiled. or i think it was boiled it fried It wasn't fried
1: no No. i think it was probably sauteed maybe
0: sauteed but i think it was probably boiled really
1: yeah, and, and, you know, Russians really do try. And I think one of the reasons because life in villages is still very present. And a lot of people who are who live in the city, they still have a lot of connections to villages. So they know how valuable each animal is and how hard it is to raise an animal. So they do use every single part of a cow. So my childhood, we ate a lot of liver, tongue, stomachs. So we tried to utilize you know cheek. every single yeah part of the brain. animal body tail uh tail brain what about brain i don't think i don't think so but basically what we couldn't use in dishes we would just throw in soup you know chicken neck was one of my favorite things to it's eat it's good
0: it's good um it's like a dark meat filled with fat it's
1: mm-hmm. very a lot tender of work and I remember we had like a jar of dried chicken uh, stomachs. I don't know what we used dried it for. Dried chicken stomachs? Yeah.
2: Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of popular Mexican dishes that use like the tail and the liver too. Yeah. And, um, and like cow tongue and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Do you like any of those iterations? Uh, tacos de lengua, I've had them a couple of times. Mm, yeah. They're okay, but I'm just not used to it as much, but they're very popular. So I can see definitely the aspect of, you know, being farmers you know, and not that Russia's a poor country, but you know, not wanting, because Mexico, is you know kind of poor and you don't waste anything Mm -hmm. Mm in russia because it's really fucking cold you don't waste anything and they also
0: had such a disparaging past where they're Mm -hmm. afraid that you never know when you might have nothing again and you Mm -hmm. need to treasure everything you can possibly get your hands on now and Mm -hmm. use every possible bit of it
1: yeah um one of the things we also did is whenever we would buy fish we would cut it open obviously if there were fish eggs we would definitely eat them and then the air bubble inside of the fish, we would burn it with just a lighter or a match, and, you you know, you go back and forth, and you burn it until it turns sort of blackish and dry, and then we would eat it. Mm. It was very delicious. What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was very good. An
0: air bubble? What's an Uh, air air, bubble? The air bladder?
1: Yeah, it has, like, two compartments. One is smaller, another one is bigger, but it, I mean, I suppose it's, like, yeah, I don't know how to explain basically it. It's basically a just, balloon
2: inside the kind of, fish. It's
1: kind of like a fish balloon, yeah. Okay. And,
2: and Russian people do that? Yep. Like, um, I didn't if know. I were to go to a Russian restaurant, not a restaurant, they wouldn't do oh, that. Restaurant. they no, would sell it separately. No. But if you were to eat fish to with someone, it, it? And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And another thing we saw, every single house we went to, every single store we went to, they had, like, fish drying on the string. So a lot of people just dry their own fish. They catch it in the river, then they put it up, and they dry it.
0: You know where you would keep your sponge next to your kitchen sink? (laughs) Imagine two inches above that, you had 14 7-inch fish just drying out. (laughs) 24-7, your house smells like fish. You made a commitment for fish for three months.
1: (laughs) You know, that's not... I'm not even talking about, like, villages. No, we went to an apartment of people who had, like, regular jobs. It was, like, a modern apartment like in the center of the city. It was, like, a 7-Eleven
0: downstairs yeah. from their apartment complex. It was, yeah. like, it was a... There's 7-Elevens and... No, it was, like, a uh, yeah, Russian... And right the equivalent. Uh, yeah. But
1: they're still drawing their own fish on top of the sink. Mm. Yep just well, what we do it in russia you're giving me ideas you, I, yeah.
2: it was so good though it was so good i want to dry fish now but yeah the, the smell was terrible that mm-hmm. would be a commitment yeah she um, was like
0: let's cook fish for lunch i'm like we are not gonna spell out this apartment with fish before he shows
2: up and then bam i completely forgot We're about to open up <laughs> fish oil but um let's see so popular foods in russia are dairy like fermented yeah. food you guys yeah,
1: fermented dairy, fermented foods, salt. Yeah, and
2: pickled everything and salted everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's the common theme that I got out of um, my research. It's, it's a very survivable food.
1: Because we didn't have refrigeration yeah. in the past, I mean, and yeah. we had to salt things, we had to marinate things. And even though that's not necessary anymore, people still like those flavors. They really like salty stuff, really love marinated, creamy stuff, fermented stuff. One of the delicacies that I think all Russians love, but it's originally, I think, Ukrainian thing, is uh, what's called salo, and this is pure pig fat. It's usually completely white, which looks like a block of butter. Sometimes it has sections where you can see meat, and the way it is prepared is that it's just very heavily salted, so when you get a block of that, it usually has salt on all of the sides. And we had a chance to try it back when my friend brought it back from home. And Ryan and I tried it. We just put it on a little piece of rye bread. And then our friend John also had a chance to try it. but Another American. But he did not handle it very well.
0: Really? No, he, he the hated only, it. He physically did not want it in his mouth anymore. Wow.
1: He had to try it over trash can.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: But I think it's absolutely delicious.
0: I thought it was good by itself. It was good on a cracker. It was good on bread. I mean, was...
1: I
2: love bacon, so... It's, it's... like
1: butter bacon. Yeah.
2: yeah that's it, what I'm thinking about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I'd be totally overpowered by it No, you point. It's, no, it's...
0: No, well, yeah, you can't eat a lot. It's like cookie dough. You can't eat a lot of it. Yeah. But the amount you can eat is way too substantial for yeah. what it is, and it's way too delicious. Man. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: so delicious. Yeah, it has a consistency of butter. Because it's it's just it's cold. It's pig fat. I mean,
0: it's like lard. It's no different than lard. Yeah, and imagine lard if it was coldish. It would make sort of a chunk that you mm -hmm. slice through. It's also sort of it's not it's not really pink. It's it's a cloudy white.
1: Mm Mhm. Yeah. It's not like transparent or anything. But Mm -hmm. it literally looks like a block of butter white white butter that's
2: the best way to describe it because yeah. when i saw it i was like it's as white as cheese too yeah Mhm. so at first i was like that looks like cheese and then it's like pig cheese. Fat. yeah it, but it's like it's really popular they really use this on a lot of stuff
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's not as popular as, as svitana but smithana <laughs> smithana i'm sorry i keep calling her smetana. i
1: have never tasted pig fat with sour cream on top of it but i bet that would feel good oh my
2: god i, I leave it to a mexican-american to invent it uh unhealthy russian snack <laughs> try it people from russia
0: here's what i found in russia what what they do not agree with is combining foods together they really like tradition to just do things one at a time like even at uh, like first her dad was like don't combine the honey and your nuts and your oatmeal just eat the nuts and eat the oatmeal and have some honey <laughs> What?
1: Which is strange because our salads are all chopped up and mixed together. Super mixed together, yeah, that's one aspect.
0: For me, that's what he means is like if it's on the table, it's ready to be eaten. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be doing any...
1: Exactly, that's what they
0: think. So we would go to like her friend's house and it was literally just carrots still on the stem, washed, some, you know, leaves like lettuce and kale and you would just pick up a kale, a whole thing of kale and bite into it
1: and then... You pick up a, a <laughs> tomato, you just eat a bite tomato. Bite into
0: the tomato, put it on your plate, and then reach over and just do whatever you want. There's yeah. like like no-hold bar, fresh food, but just in the weirdest delivery system.
1: Yeah. <laughs> My friend's kids, they have a garden, and it's not a very big garden. It can't really sustain them. But the kids basically run around. They will grab a pepper, eat a pepper, and then they would decide to run around again and eat raspberries. Just eat a bunch of raspberries, come back. Then they would decide to go eat a tomato. So they go and eat a tomato. I think that it starts at childhood, if you do grow up with a garden, or if you spend a lot of time at someone else's garden, which is usually the case, you get used to just grabbing things that you feel like eating at that moment and not necessarily making a meal out of them. So after I came back from Russia, here I for a while was just like randomly grabbing tomatoes and eating them. Um,
0: eating just chopped up vegetables, just vegetables in a bowl.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not? And Oh my god, when we were in Russia, my father planted so many raspberry bushes, mm-hmm. and we would just eat and eat and eat, and he would bring giant buckets of raspberries. bucket
0: of raspberries.
1: And I was thinking, it's like $6 to buy, like, 10 of them here.
0: I w- we were watching Russian television, and I was just, like popcorn, eating raspberries. It was
1: like, like popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> he opened a bucket, and a giant spider crawled out of it. <gasps> Yeah, because, you know, he just picked it from outside. Of course, spiders like raspberries, too. Mm-hmm. They do? Do they? I don't know. it was they like, they the some, like on such on a
2: fact. Time. I'm going to take, <laughs> take it. I'm going to take I'm it. going to take It's Trump's America.
0: Dear listeners, to spiders do not eat raspberries. They okay. love them. They don't have we them.
1: have to have correction uh, section just in the separate episode. I think episode. what they actually
0: do is they wrap up the raspberries in uh, their web and right. then juice them and make raspberry juice
1: wine wow no 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 no.
0: (laughs) fermented in the sun
1: yeah so my uh grandfather used to have bees in the backyard so they he would just go grab some honey in the comb and would bring it you know inside of the house and just eat it like that and when we were in russia um there was honey that was made from bees that live in the forest right pretty much across the street and they poured some floss so we can try it and they were still like wings in them i spotted a
0: wing (laughs) yeah two seconds in i was like it's a wing oh
2: my god "Ah."
1: and my father was like yeah it's real honey (laughs) of course there are wings in it obviously Mm -hmm. so yeah honey is super popular this is all that we wanted to talk about join us next time when we're going to be talking about russian holidays thank you for listening